I'll say, dear God, first of all, I always say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for my health. Mm -hmm. Thank you for my family's health. Thank you for the vision that you've given me, the blessing to be able to do what I do. Yeah. Luckily, I was blessed with these skills. Yeah. And that is a huge contributor to my success. All right, Landon Boakley, what's going on, baby? What's going on, Mr. Davila? Nice. Well, wanted to have you on because you and your brother or cousin, depending yep. on who asked, yep. uh, are the new head coaches of Wealthy Investor. That's big. That's huge. We're excited about that, man. You know, it's um, for us, it's a, you know, the next step up. You know, we started yeah. with our own small program. We had a couple of 40 students in it. Yep. We started the boot camp with Ryan and Future Flipper, had yep. 120 students in that. Yep. And now being the head coaches of Wealthy Investor with you guys, yep. now we're in the hundreds to thousands of students yep. and growing. And that's yes. just huge for us. 100%. Yeah. You're going to go from 100 students to 1,000. Yeah. So so I guess let's, let's dig in, I guess, to 2023. I guess goals with wealthy investor and then goals with your guys's real estate business. Cause we are in the real estate business guys. That's right. <laughs> you know, we forget that, you know, we've been educating so much lately and have found such a knack for it. Like we just yeah. love it. You know, we didn't know we would like educating as much as we do. Yeah. And, um, we've dedicated a lot of time to it and a lot of time to the students. So goals with wealthy investor, mm -hmm. um, Honestly, it's it's limitless. We're going to we're going to do a lot of different things to help grow. We have an awesome new curriculum that we've helped build yep. out with the Wealthy yep. Investor team yep. for both programs. So the educational side is going to become a lot more hands-on, a lot more in-depth, which is yep. great. Um and then in terms of growing the network, we're going to be traveling the country doing, you know, you're going to see a lot more of of the Boakley brothers representing for sure. Yeah. So curriculum, we got a new curriculum for rookies and all-stars. And then another thing that we're planning on is weekly webinars. So the Boakleys are going to have weekly webinar webinars coming out. Yep. So every week teaching for free, yep. free workshops, value, um, teaching people how to find flips, how to transition from being a realtor to an mm -hmm. investor. And a lot of people ask like, what's going on with the boot camp? What happened yeah. with the boot camp? And yeah. the best part about it for us is we loved educating the Boakley Brothers boot camp so much. Yeah. And the people who've gone through it got so much value out of it. Yep. It doesn't go away. Nope. You actually get the Boakley Brothers boot camp with the all-star program. Yep. And on top of that, instead of it just being 12 weeks, now you got us for a whole year at least, which is awesome. Yep. So so we got the webinars, we got the Boakley Brothers boot camp in the all-star program. We got a new curriculum. And then we're going to be working on meetups, not only just in Las Vegas. So by the time this comes out, we're going to do our our free meetup this Saturday. But you guys want to do meetups across the country. That's right. We're looking for influencers and, you know, local real estate powerhouses within your market to come out, join you, speak with you, educate the people within your market that you, you know, are acquaintances with and you have within your network yeah. 
to really just expand the knowledge of real estate. You know, yeah. if you're a real estate agent, you should absolutely be working towards representing investors. And that's kind of where we started is mm -hmm. we're the MLS guys. Like that's what we specialize in is the MLS acquisitions. Yeah. You know, because we started as real estate agents, we didn't have enough money to do direct to seller marketing. We didn't have the sales experience to do direct to seller marketing, but the MLS just came so easy. So in my opinion, as a real estate agent or as a realtor, if you're not representing, you know, investors like us, mm -hmm. utilizing the MLS as a tool because you already know it so well, yeah, you're doing a huge disservice to yourself and potentially, you know, other investors in your market that you could represent. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it's going to be huge. Um, was there anything else we didn't cover for a wealthy investor before we get to the, to the good stuff, the real estate? Um, you know, just really strengthening the network. I think that mm -hmm. for us, you know, where I think education became so prevalent with us is we joined, you know, Ryan and the Future Flipper Network back in 2019. And what it did for our business um, was insane. So yeah. really just spreading the fact that being a part of network, surrounding yourself with like-minded people, you know, within your business or within your industry is yeah. huge for growth. Yeah. So that's mission number one is just yeah. helping people grow. Yeah. Helping people grow. Okay. Let's move into that. So, so me and you have a very similar story, started from the bottom, started as realtors, worked our way up to now we're here. You know yeah. what I mean? But, um, I know that you guys started off flipping, you know, these cheap, homes in the ghetto and then mm -hmm. work your way up to half a million dollar homes. Mm -hmm. And now you're in the million dollar homes and now you're in the multi-million dollar homes. You have, I think like a five and a half million dollar flip, I believe. Yeah. It's the market today. And that's your biggest flip ever. Biggest flip yet. Are you scared? Can you sleep? <laughs> oh man. You know, I've kind of gone over the fact of not sleeping. You know, that's, <laughs> that was like a while ago that you just learned that, Hey, this is business and there's going to be ups and downs and you roll yeah. with the punches and that's yep. just the way it goes. Yeah. Um, so I've slept good about it because I feel like we've built up the knowledge and the confidence to do the deal. Mm -hmm. And like you said, we started with entry-level homes. Like we never could have done this deal from the beginning. I would have been very scared and very sleepless if we did this deal yeah. year one. Yep. But, um, you know, we started with entry-level. We didn't know what we were doing. We never flipped a home before. We had to go out, find our own money, figure out how to buy the houses, figure everything out from scratch, just like most other investors do. So we started entry level and we did a couple hundred of those before we threw in one that was like higher price point. A higher price point at this time was like $750,000 buy was like, wow, like yeah, that's this high. is a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and we realized, okay, well, that wasn't that hard to do. Same remodel, bigger numbers, same amount of time and effort. Yeah. But the profit was like three times what the entry level profit was. Yeah. So we're like, okay, same, same amount of time into it, same remodel, nothing, you know, mind blowing about it. Yeah. And, um, just digesting the fact that it's a, you know, bigger financing, bigger numbers. Um, but man, we made so much more. So we threw in a couple more of those. So we had like, 80% entry level, 20%, you know, higher end. Yeah. And that number just started going up and up till this last year is everything we did was over a million bucks because the profits were like 16,000 with entry level, minimum 120,000 with luxury. And it, so the minimum profit on your luxury deals was like 120. Yeah. We were averaging like 120. 
$120,000 on one flip. Yeah. Jeez. So there's so many things I want to talk to you about that I'm trying to organize it in my brain right now. Let's talk about money. Okay. So if you, how much money did you make this year? (laughs) (laughs) This year I didn't make a lot of money. Oh, okay. 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 We made a lot of money. So here's how this year went, which is I'm sure how it went for a lot of people. And there's, you know, being transparent about it because this is what we do. Yeah. It's reality. We made last year was a great year. Yeah. Multiple millions of dollars made. Yeah. A couple million dollars made profits. We beat last year in first quarter of this year. Yeah. That's how good this year was going to be. Home run. We gave most of it back third and fourth quarter of this year. Yeah. Yeah. So this year is kind of a wash. We did come out on top by, you know, 1.8 million. Which is still a lot. You guys, you guys call a wash 1.8 million. Yeah. But you know, there's expenses and everything on top of that. We split it all 50, 50. So (laughs) yeah, it could have been an incredible year, but it, yeah, it wasn't as good. It was still a great year. Still better than 99% of real estate investors right now. (laughs) And that's the, you know, that's the benefit of, Learning how to run a business. Yep. You know, if I could kind of change change the theme here around a little bit and talk about why we could go through a hard market and still come out on top is yeah. because we run a business out of it. Yep. A lot of people that I see who are really struggling right now and they're overly stressed or yep. they're losing everything is because they're only doing things as a solopreneur and they're a onesie twosie flipper yep. and they haven't absorbed the concept of running a business. Yep. It's a lot easier, you know, to run the business because you're able to do more volume, which means some are bad, some are good, but they outweigh each other. Yep. And, um, you also have, people working for you. So they're taking some workload off of you as well, instead of doing it all yourself and losing and feeling the pain of the market. Yeah. I think that's, that was a big game changer that I see versus some people struggling is we run a business or you're a solopreneur. And the only reason we run a business is because we've learned from people who run businesses to teach us how to do that. Yeah. And I think there's a demographic that you miss. So there's real estate investors, mm-hmm. then there's solopreneurs in real estate, and then there's gamblers. Yeah. There's people who are like, man, I really want to do a flip. I think this works. I'm going to buy it. Damn, I just lost money. Yeah. That's not investing. That's called gambling. Yeah. When you don't know how to run comps, when you don't know how to use a calculator, when you don't know how real estate works, that's not investing. You're gambling. You're Agree. hoping to God, hey, God, please make sure that I make 20K. <laughs> you know, Vegas is built off gambling, but it's yeah. built off losers. People yep. think that they're going to win, but they end up losing yep. and the house takes the money. Yep. Same thing. Exactly. The house will thing, take the money. You know, the house <laughs> wins every time. Yeah. And same thing with real estate. If you're not putting your best foot forward and, you know, you being organized and running it like it's a business, you're yep. going to yep find yourself in hard places. And it may not be right away because no. those gamblers probably did great the last year or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when things change. But when things, when reality hits, yeah. and I, I sound like an old man, but I remember when I first started in real estate, if your house was overpriced, it didn't sell. The last two years, you could list a house at whatever you want and it will sell. If it's 
reasonable, sometimes mm-hmm. even unreasonable, it would sell. Yep. Guess what? 2023, 2024, that's over. Right. Yeah. Overpricing listings ain't going to work. Oh, going over on uh, construction costs ain't going to work. Where yep. the last two years, like, oh, we went over 2040, but, you know, there's a house listed 70K above, so we'll just price it there. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's some major mistakes that we've made the last year or two that didn't matter, but now matter more now are, you know, things that you really don't realize. It's not even the numbers or the buys or anything with the property. It's like the timelines on construction. We would go over, you know, we would have a 60 day job that would take 90 days. Yeah. And we didn't care because within that next third, that 30 days over, you know, timeline, the property would go up 25, 50,000 in value. So it didn't matter, but it should have mattered. Yep. It should have mattered. Yep. And it matters now more than ever because yeah. we're back down to reality. Yep. So to let it go the last couple of years was a mistake on our end. Yeah. Because it taught the entire team that it was okay to go over budget. It was okay to go over yes. timelines. Yes. And those are the things that are killing us now with some of these deals the second half of the year. Yep. Because if, you know, there's a couple where they should have been listed in like July and they didn't get listed till September. That change from July till September was massive in the market. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know, so yeah. those are some big mistakes that, that we really made that are going to change now with yeah. our system. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, you know, I knew, I don't want to get into like the whole cycle because everyone knows the cycle already, yeah. but I knew we were in the cycle I played the game. I bought houses and I would literally let them sit because I'm like, dude, it's going to sell for more. Yeah. Like the longer it sits, yeah, the more. It yeah. Matters. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I need to buy two flips? I could buy one and just hold it for an extra six months and make double mm-hmm. literally. But now moving forward, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know how to run comps, if you don't know how to manage construction, you're going to lose money on rehabs. Period. Absolutely. So you better make sure you join wealthy investor and learn how to find and fund and rehab flips. Yeah. And yeah. run a true business out of it. And run a, and run right. a real business. That's, that's that. I did learn that also the last two years where most of my acquisitions, I wasn't the one finding it. Mm-hmm. I rarely spoke to a seller. I rarely was on the MLS, like maybe one out of 20 where before it was all me. Yeah. The last two years, it, it hasn't been me. And I'm, I'm grateful that I finally could step out of that. Yeah. But the next two years, next year, we'll, we'll talk about 2023 next year. I am going to be about finding deals and flipping wholesaling or novating them or keeping them as rentals. So you're still going to flip very rarely. Okay. Very rarely. If I, if I find a deal, I actually looked at a house yesterday in San Bernardino Mm -hmm. that like ARV, 340, 300. I could have bought it for 195, but the rehab was crazy. Probably yeah. a 50 to 70K rehab. At first, I was hoping it was going to be like 30. I went there. I was like, bro, this is like a complete rehab. So I might try to get a reduction and then possibly do it. Yeah. But I would need almost like a 200K spread because it's such a heavy rehab. But I will still flip a house if. If it's in Southern California, I still have my cruise. I still have my license. I know the market. Like, there's no reason that I shouldn't. Am I going to go out and buy 10 flips in the next 90 days? Absolutely not. But will I flip one a month 
if I can make 50 to 100K minimum, mm -hmm. yes, 100%. What about you? I want to flip houses, you know. <laughs> That's what I want to do. And I yeah. think it comes down to having an extremely strict buy box. Yeah. We have, I'm looking at, you know, three deals today that we have executed where, you know, one of them I think is a great house. It's a single story luxury home gated in Summerlin. It's a 680 by 950 resale. Dang. Needs about a hundred into it. So that's I, like a 300 K spread. Yeah. But it's, we have one comp. It was unrenovated at 965. Oh my gosh. That One. sounds like a really good deal. But that comp's going to fall off. You got to, here's where you know, you have to have the real estate knowledge, right? Yeah. Yep. That comp's going to fall off in three months because it's sold in October, which is a good comp. October yeah. sale, I think, is pretty similar to right now. So yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. we've changed a whole lot since then. No. So maybe got renovated. Maybe got better. Right. So unrenovated at 965 should put me fully renovated at least at 950. But there's only one, and that one's going to fall off. Most likely by the time I close and finish rehab, that comp's gone, and then I'm left with nothing. What are the other comps? All over the place. They're in like the mid to high eights, you know, mm. nothing fully renovated, nothing turnkey like we would put out there. So yeah, that's the tough. Part. It's starting to feel a little bit like a gamble. I don't yeah. have, if I don't have three supporting comps, I'm not buying a house right now. Exactly. And that's and hard that's to digest to be. because I love the deal. Yeah. I love the deal. Yeah. But if I don't have my strict buy box criteria right now in this market, we have to say no to it. Yep. If it has my buy box criteria, I want to do as many as we can. Yep. Because I'm still, I think we're back to a more traditional market. We are. I, I don't think, think so. it's crashing. No, I think it crashed. I think it crashed. I think we went I think through, we're done. I think we went through the, the highest interest rates that we're going to see. Yep. I think that's what I'm speculating. We went through the highest part where I it was so like too. seven, touching eight, yep. and now we're going down. Everything that I've read has said that by t by the end of 2023, we're going to be below 6% and we're going to fluctuate around the sixes the whole year. So at least yeah. we'll have real prices. Yeah. The problem with 2022 is we went from three to four. Okay. We didn't see the real price change because then right after that, we went to 5%. Mm -hmm. We okay. Well, we didn't even see what the real prices were at four percent, right. and then and et cetera, et cetera. Right. So we never got clear mm -hmm. what is the price because as interest rates change, prices go down so much. Yeah. Now it's going to taper off, and we're going to have yes. You know, listings have come down as well, at least here in Vegas. So yeah, inventories inventories yeah. dropped, but it's going to go up in January. Probably those yeah. New Year holdouts, of yep. course, are going to go up. But two thousand eight, we had give or take 19, 20,000 homes on the market. Yeah. And that was the crash, right? Yeah, that was, yeah. a, that's a lot of inventory. That's a lot. Even now we have single family I'm talking about, cause that's what I look at right now. We have less than 7,000 single family homes that's on good. the market this week. Yeah. I think the highest was like 8,500. So we're down almost 2000 listings in the last two months. Well, luckily the only thing that's stopping the crash is the inventory mm -hmm. level because if peop, more people would have listed their houses, we would have oh. seen prices Tank. crash, crash. Yeah. Like we would have seen hundred, two hundred thousand mm dollar -hmm. drops. Mm -hmm. And there are some markets where they're seeing that in Joshua Tree, we had houses selling for six fifty that won't even sell for three fifty right now. 
You know, I thought the luxury game was going to hold up the best because you'd think that the most wealthy are going to be the least affected, but they're also very savvy. Exactly. And they're very aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we have some listings that we thought we were going to get. I have one right now. I'm closing for one, two, which is break even. Thank mm-hmm. God. I get 220000 back out of mm-hmm. my down payment, which is awesome to start the year. But we thought this house was going to sell for one five five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it went from making us... 350,000 to yeah. break even. Yep. So that's a big drop though. 300,000, that's like a 30% drop from what I thought it was going to be to where it's at. You know, so on the luxury game, there was, we, we hit 10, 20% reductions on a lot of our listings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I felt it. And, and I remember in 2018, I believe when they, increase interest rates mm-hmm. that was the first time i experienced yeah, it where i'm like 2019 where i was like ooh, like yeah. interest rates can hurt mm-hmm. like they raised interest rates I, I had like 10 listings at the time none of them were selling and i was like whoa like this is bad yeah. so when they raised interest rates in april i was like okay this is bad i'm not buying because yeah. i don't care if you're superman you, you ain't gonna be the feds. No. No, the feds, if the feds want prices to go down, guess what? You could be the most confident man and blah, 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 blah. No. Goal accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goal yeah. accomplished yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know, that's that's what they set out to do and they're going to do it. Yeah. And they're um, doing it and they're going to continue to do it and it's fine, but there's still ways to make money in real estate. Yeah. So it's it's all good. Yeah. So for 2023, um, yeah. flipping, we're going to flip. That's our business. Flipping. I think if we do it right, People are going to buy and sell homes. I also have a lot of confidence in Vegas. I think Vegas is growing like mad. There's things happening all over the place. We have a Super Bowl. We have F1. We have new local casinos going up all over town. We have mm-hmm. sport, sport, you know, um, sporting venues going up all over town. Vegas, I think, is solid. We're going to flip houses for sure. How many or how much we want to make? I don't know yet. It depends. I haven't really felt out how many we can buy with that new buy box, but we're staying tight to it. Okay. We're doing a lot of wholesaling as well. So we're yeah. wholesaling a lot of these deals that we lock up, lock up off the MLS, which is free to us. Yep. Which is awesome. You know, typically to wholesale, you got to spend 15 to 20% of your, you know, five, 10, 20,000 plus a month yeah. on marketing to wholesale a deal. So you need to sell a deal to even break even on marketing and do another deal to make money. Yep. The big wholesalers, I know they spend somewhere between 10 to 20% of their revenue in marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Which is quite a bit. And if you're a new investor trying to get into wholesaling, you got to compete with those big dogs too in town, which are hard to compete against. Yeah. Um, But wholesaling off the MLS is something not a lot of people know how to do that we do very well. And we do it in a specific way where sometimes we lock a house up at 500. We'll sell it to you for 500, but we get the 15K commission. So that's our 15K wholesale fee. Yep. You know, so that's that's a, something that we're doing a lot of. We're trying to do four or five of those a month. And you guys made like a $300,000 wholesale fee off the MLS. Off the MLS. Jeez. 347000 How did you make over $300,000 on a wholesale fee? By using the MLS. Yeah. So we locked this luxury property up as a flip. Like we do it every, with every wholesale deal we wholesale off is if it doesn't work for us, we're probably gonna have a hard time selling it off. So we locked it up at 1.69 or something like that. 1.7. We comped it out at 2.5. When we were in contract with it in our due diligence phase, 
there was a sale that happened super fast cash for three million. So oh. our comp went from two five to three million. So we have a local luxury investor that will buy deals off of us. Um, we represented them, so we represented them as a buyer's agent on it, and we tacked on a wholesale fee. So we made the commission plus a three hundred forty-seven thousand dollars wholesale fee. We sold it for two point two million forty thousand or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Damn. So we made three hundred forty-seven thousand ten days selling it off. Jeez, I think uh, I think those those deals are still out there because I I have a friend that just wholesaled a deal off the MLS in Cali and made like a hundred k. So I know those deals are still out there, yep. but you just got to be in the game. And one thing I like about it is the investors feel really good about these wholesale deals from us because. We do sell them off a lot at contract price. We don't tack on a wholesale fee on top of it. Yeah. So these, you know, five, six hundred thousand dollar deals that we're making 15, 20 K on commissions are easy deals. They trust us. And now we're representing them as investors as well. So they're always a client to us. Yeah. It's not just a one-time wholesale deal. Yeah. Now it's you know, every deal we lock up, they yeah. get to see too yeah. and make a decision on. Yeah. I think, I think that's really smart. I, yeah. I've always told you guys, I really admire your business model because it's a lot of like, it's first of all, you're not spending a lot, right? Like you don't have a lot of overhead mm-hmm. using the MLS and paying your acquisition people commission. Mm-hmm. And second of all, you're not having to invest a bunch in marketing. And third of all, you are not playing in like any gray areas. It's like, yeah. Hey, MLS, it's on the MLS, right. sign it to you. We get a commission. Super transparent. Yeah, super transparent. Everything, I think. So my goal, 2024, 2023, I want to make a million dollars in 2023. Again, I've been I'm two years back Let's to go. back, baby. Uh, I want to hit three years. It's a multimillionaire. I don't want to brag. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I wanna, okay to brag. You worked hard for it. Yeah. Um, so want to do that. Want to make another million dollars. I want to get to a hundred rental units. Love that. I want 20 of them paid off. Mm -hmm. I want a million in my bank account. Mm -hmm. Um, I want, uh, all the team members at wealthy investor to own a rental property. That's all the admins, everyone. I want all the coaches and affiliates to make more than six figures minimum. Like everyone needs to make six figures just off affiliating and coaching and stuff like that. Um, those are my business goals. Yeah, those are like my main business goals. And then personal goals: I want to weigh one seventy five. I want to break a hundred in golf. Wait, what do you what do you weigh now? One eighty three. So you got to come down and weight. I want to come down like eight pounds, but I want to be shredded. Okay, like muscle want, weighs more than fat. Muscle weighs more than fat. So I'm just trying to stop eating like crap, get some abs. Come in here, flex, and take my shirt off. Let's go. Intimidate Austin. Come in. <laughs> <laughs> just looking just mean and lean. So million dollars. I got those personal goals. I want me and my wife to go on at least 25 real dates next year. Real dates, like go out, restaurant, or whatever. Go to the fair. Mm-hmm. Whatever people do in mm-hmm. Vegas. That's not excess nightclub. Got to do that. Okay. Um, what else? Um, I need to put all of my kids in some sort of activity or after school thing. Like I want my oldest son to start jujitsu and 
get him in the gym with me. I want my middle son. He's super shy, so I need to figure out something that breaks him out he, of that yeah, shell. Yeah, he'll he'll like. <laughs> he he did he did art class this year and he was into it. So I got to get him into something. My daughter was a cheerleader, so I need to get all three of them into something. Something after school, you know, driving around, you know, having them just not be in the house on the iPad. Like I need to get them out and about. You got to get them out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of things to do here in Vegas for kids. I feel like that, that you could get them into. Yeah. Um, that those are really good personal goals. I, you know, my personal goals, I'm having a, a baby in two and a half weeks. There you go. So many, many Landon, many me is coming out, you know, coming in hot January yeah. 13th. <laughs> um, so I got to build a lifestyle around him, obviously, and still have time for, the personal dates and stuff like that. So it's going to be an interesting new world for me come January here. Let's talk but about being a father. Let's talk about that. Tell me about it. I know nothing about it yet. Well, you, you're first good of all, at it. it's tough. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Nah. Um, so the first three to five months, they're tough. Yeah. At least all my kids were tough. Mm-hmm. Like they sleeping, they, they don't communicate you know, you have to kind of like, all right, do you, do you need a burp? Do you want food? Do I they're need to change blobs. you? Yeah. They're just blobs for a couple months. You got to like <laughs> keep them alive. Yeah. About six months, it starts turning around. You're like, oh, they're sweet. They're nice. Uh, about two years old, they turn around for the worst yeah. and they're just like bad and they just touch stuff and they're just all over the place. Um, but then it gets better again. I think um, the main thing that I could tell you is obviously try to enjoy those moments when they are a blob and they are small because you're going to look back a month later and be like, damn, this baby's like completely different. Yeah, like, what happened? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like this baby's not even the same person. And I think, like I said, six months for me is like my very favorite mm-hmm. because they know who you are. They can hold their bottle. They can start do, laughing a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They start laughing. They have personalities. They cry when you leave. They're happy when you show up. Yeah. That part is super fun. And I think, just like I said, really taking time to like focus and be like, dang, like I need to remember these moments because mm-hmm. they go by so fast mm-hmm. that you you don't even realize it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for it. Um, family's excited too. I have a lot of help here as well. Oh, so yeah. That's going to be nice. You have a great family. I met your dad um, the other day at the gym too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that's going to be fun. I think it's going to be fun. I'm just worried about my routine a little bit. Your routine? Because you know, we have a lot going on a, here. It's out the window. It's out the yeah, window. We have a lot going on here that, you know, I want to be present for and I want to be able to focus on, you know, the real estate investing I want to be able to focus on, but I also want to spend the time with the family. So yeah, it's going to be a big... You know, first quarter for me. Yeah. It's going to be a big, just different, you know, world for me come first quarter. I also think that you're going to get a level of respect for your wife mm-hmm. that is just a different level of respect. I think I, I feel like I have a different, like maybe it's going to be stronger here in the next couple of weeks, but. Seeing her see, pregnant. Seeing her pregnant and carrying yeah. that baby around, yeah, like exactly. the uncomfort and exactly, the discomfort yeah. and, um. The sleeping and, you know, the, it's like, man, she's, 
she powered through it too. Yeah. You know, it's like, it looked easy from my perspective for her to do it because she was never sick or like, she's not a big complainer. She like powered through it. But I'm thinking like, damn, she powered through that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. That's imagine pretty, your pretty badass. stomach getting huge and all this crap. And she's big now. Yeah. Yeah. Like two weeks left. She's like, she's giant. Yeah. So I think, I think. Like cut you already out. have a new, <laughs> yeah, cut that Austin. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, you already have a, a level of respect, but I think, you know, when you see the mother of your children, you're just like, okay, like they have a, there's a different level of respect for them because you're just like, damn, yeah. like you went through that for me with me, you know, um, you know, you are the mother of my child. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, you can't replace them. Yeah. yeah. And there's kind of a feeling where it's like, okay, you're going to, you know, be responsible a lot of the time for the kids up front. I'm going to be the, the, you know, man of the house yeah. out to make it out to work. So now it's going to be a whole new feeling of like, I got to set my game up too. Oh know? yeah. 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 I got to prove myself to her a little bit with bringing home money and being able to pay for things and be able to support our family appropriately yeah. while she supports them at home. So yeah. You know, that's going to be a big mentality changer, you know, yeah. come come the first of the year here. Another thing that I think is going to change is your relationship or your respect for your parents. Mm-hmm. Because at least for my parents and my wife's parents, like they freaking will do whatever it takes for the kid. Yeah. Whatever it takes. Yeah. Like even... When I was younger, I would ask my mom to babysit a lot. I'm like, mom, can you babysit? Can you, you know, never, she would complain. She'd be like, ah, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like she was always happy to to be there. And that's another thing that you notice. You're like, damn, like you have my back forever. Yeah. Like literally that, that is not you your You forget kid. that sometimes. Yeah, you definitely forget that. But when you, but when you need them, they're there. If you have good parents, you know, hopefully. Right. But but as far as like my parent, well, my mom and my wife's mom, they were in the storm with us. There was no doubt. Like there was times I woke up and my mother-in-law is like rocking the baby. Her hair, just a disaster. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's just like tired. And I'm like, damn, you are doing that without, I didn't even know. Like yeah. you're just doing it just, just out of love. Yeah. yeah. Just out of love. instinct and love. And you're just like, damn, like, so I also feel like you'll get a new level of respect for them. And you see like the love that they have for your kid, unconditional love. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. It's unconditional. They're, ne- they're not I getting nothing. To that. Yeah. They're getting nothing. There's yeah. nothing. You know what right. I mean? Like, what are they it's getting? It's work for them. It's, you know, it's but they want to do it. They want to do it and they're going to be happy and it just brings everything together. So that's why, like, I love having kids, to be honest. Like, it's, a, it's better than anything else. Like, that's yeah. why when people are like, oh, going out, I'm like, bro, I literally rather sit on the couch and my daughter and son sit on me and watch something or go take my older son to go do stuff mm-hmm. than do anything else. So that's what I look forward to so much. Like for me to like be a kid again, like RC yeah. cars and planes and yeah. like quads and dirt yeah. bikes and yeah. baseball and basketball and yeah. all the fun stuff that I get to do again. Um, I really look forward to that. So, And it's weird too. Cause I think like 
when you're a man and then you have a son, you could see yourself in them. You're literally <laughs> like, dude, that's me. Like 20 years ago. Yeah. I swear to God, like, I swear to God, you'll see some <laughs> things where you're like, dude, I know exactly what he's thinking. Yeah. I know exactly how he's feeling. Like that was me five, 10 years, whatever, 10 it's years crazy. old. Yeah. That's the crazy part too. Is like, I wonder if it's the same for women, but I just know as a man having a son, you're like, dude, I remember for sure. And they look like you too. So it's almost like it, it trips you out even more. You're like, dude, this is like a mini me. This is like me reincarnated. That's your genetics. That's yeah. your DNA just built. Yeah. So it's I'm pretty ex- cool. I'm excited for it. Yeah. I'm excited for that too. I guess like, so we went over business, family. What about personal? Do you have any personal goals or things that you want to work on in 2023? Yeah. So, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm not a addict by any means or like a big, I, I'll drink socially, but I'm okay, going to okay. try to go 30, 40, 60 days sober, something like that, where that's it's like easy. no drinks starting yeah, the yeah, year, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. none at all. Like, yeah, that's easy. Uh, and I think of things like Super Bowl and stuff like that, where it's like typically I go out and I drink. So no drinking for, you know, I'm hoping three to six months is what yeah. I'm going for. Yeah. I went a couple you know, of years being sober. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and after, after the first... 60 to 90 days, you forget about it. And I'm pretty big on eating healthy and going to the gym. So like, I'm not going to have a hard time with it, but yeah. I'm also a very social person. Like I'm a socialite. I like going out with my yeah. friends and having a good yeah. time. Yeah. I'm not a home drinker or anything like that. Like I, I can't remember the last time I drank during the week, but, um, so I want to do that to start the year off. Yeah. Super healthy, huge gym kick. We're going to go to the g- same gym now. Same so gym. we'll, we'll make it happen together. Um, you know, but really, like you said, I think putting some sort of schedule down on a weekly basis with my wife to have our time, mm-hmm. because I think we're going to have very little of that yeah. coming into this year. Yeah, 100%. Um, so those are my two biggest personal goals is like being in the best shape of my life because I want to be as focused as I possibly can on work and the new, and the new child mm-hmm. and making sure that my wife feels like a wife instead of a working mom all the time. Yeah. Like I want her to feel pampered at times. So um, those are my two big things. And I think that if I could accomplish those, make her happy, make her feel like she escapes the chaos of being a new mom sometimes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm on my A game with even lack of sleep and yeah, everything that comes with having a newborn. Um, I'm going to crush this here. Those what are the two things. Spiritually. So I've never been very spiritual. Uh-huh. But my wife, Lauren, and I'm open to it, really wants to take the baby to church. Okay. So something I'm gonna start doing. I don't have a church in mind or anything like that here. So I gotta do some explorations with her. Um, but I'm totally open to it. Austin freaking invites me to church. So Does maybe he? yeah. Didn't go. I, I didn't, didn't go, show up. but I will go. So, <laughs> so yes. Like, let's make a commitment. Okay. Go to church this month. Absolutely. I'm yeah. down. And, you know, do I foresee myself? I never know what could happen. Maybe I love it to the point where I become uber involved in church. Yeah. But if I could go every Sunday and take the, take the kids, I think that's a great thing to have in life. I think with 
all the things that are changing in my life, yeah. it's a good addition, positive addition to my, to my well being. So yeah. for sure, it's just yeah. something I've never. Like my dad came from the streets, no parents or anything like that. So it's like, yeah, he was not a spiritual guy. Like I did yeah, not yeah. grow up in a spiritual family at all. Do you pray? I don't. You don't pray ever. Never. That's crazy. Like, don't Have even know how to. Prayed? Honestly, I don't know how to. I've never been taught how to or like what yeah. to say. Like, yeah, I think I've prayed a couple times. Yeah. Like where I lay in bed and be like, oh, I hope, you know, hope this happens. Yeah, you know, Lord or whatever. But yeah. I don't. I've never been taught how to or yeah. the meaning behind it. Or yeah, it's interesting because I don't know if I pray right, but when I start praying, I say, "Dear God," Do you? <laughs> I'm writing a letter. Yeah, I'm like, "Dear God," <laughs> you know. I'll say something like, "I'll say, dear God, help me." Can Sweet you baby help Jesus. Me? Yeah, yeah. Eight pounds, six ounces. <laughs> no, I'll say, I'll say, dear God. First of all, I always say thank you. Yeah. Thank you for my health. Mm -hmm. Thank you for my family's health. Thank you for the vision that you've given me the blessing to be able to do what I do. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't think I just obviously I couldn't be where I'm at without God blessing me with my abilities, my health, mm -hmm. being born in the United States. Mm -hmm. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. There's so having vision, having a strong heart, yeah. having all these things, having sales skills. Mm -hmm. I think that luckily I was blessed with these skills, yeah. and that is a huge contributor to my success. I don't think it's like, oh, I just I did it all myself. Like I just learned sales. Yeah. Like I just was born in America. I was just lucky lucky to get into real estate. I think there was a lot of fate mm -hmm. and a lot of things that he helped me with. So I always thank God for that. And then I'll ask God for things like this year, I want to stop making choices based off of fear. I've noticed that I lived a lot of my life off of fear. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't want to do real. I don't want to put post content because people are going to not like it. Right. I don't want to try to have a meetup because I don't think people are going to come. Right. I don't want to go knocking on doors because I think someone's going to slam the door. Like I've made a lot of decisions in my life of fear. And I want this year to just remove that. Let's make a pact that like this year is going to be excuse free. Zero excuses. Like Zero we can't, excuses. Nothing like no gym misses because of anything. No, yeah. like no fear based excuses. Like that's, do you ever, do you, do you realize that you're ever like making decisions based off of fear? Yeah. I think everyone does at times, you know, like I what? mean, you know, what? Like what? Um, like right now, for example, like decisions on the market, like there's yeah. homes that still sell, like, you know, to, exactly. to relate to exactly what I'm dealing exactly. with now. It's like, we're so scared to pull the trigger on a house now. Yeah. But there's plenty of people making a ton of money right now, flipping houses and doing business. 100%. We just had Mark Neagley in the all-star program, closed the flip, netted 180K, 180K. This yeah. past week, yeah. oh, the market, right? but people are still doing it and it is fear that Stopping stops. us. Yeah, yeah. But, and, okay, keep going. And that's my business too. So I can't be scared to do what, I can't be scared to do what I'm confident internally about doing. Like I'm confident with myself. Yep. But external factors and news and everything else that's going on yep. is causing me to, feel like I'm holding myself back. Um, You're pretty much Ben Simmons. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> Do you know who that is? Yeah. <laughs> um, the basketball player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else am I scared of doing? With the brokerage, I'm, I'm a little... It's not that I'm fear-based. Like the brokerage is very difficult to run successfully. Yeah. And one thing I want to do this year is be like the ultimate leader within the brokerage because I think it's a lucrative business. And once again, with the passion and educating and like I love helping people around me level up. Like a lot of my business um, has my friends and acquaintances involved in it that just saw what we were doing. I was like, yeah, you could do it with me. Come on. Yeah. And now they're doing really well because of it. Yeah. Um, I just love bringing people along with. Yeah. Um, and I want to do that more with my brokerage, but something out of fear has stopped me from being like that guy that is like so gung ho about yeah. coming in every day and just being that leader. Yeah. Um, so I want to turn that around this year too. Yeah. So, so anyways, yeah. So I'll, I'll pray. Thank God. Then I'll ask for something. Uh, not always, but usually... I'll ask for that or ask for wisdom. Mm -hmm. Like, God, like, give me, please help me with wisdom to make the right decisions just all around, even with him. Um, And and then usually I'll be like, all right, thanks, God. I appreciate you. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I I try to do that once a day. Obviously, I am not the person that, like, does it every day. But... I'll think and like, I want to make it a priority every day, get on my knees, thank God, ask for what wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't ask for like, oh, can I get a big deal? Can I get this? Can I get that? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't ask for no, stuff that's like that. No, that comes I, from hard work. That comes from hard work. But I do ask for clarity. I do mm-hmm. ask for wisdom. Mm-hmm. I, I do ask to stop living in fear. And like my whole life... I've, I've gone through phases where I'm super religious and then phases where I'm not. Yeah. So there were times in my life where maybe like, I don't know, something happened and I'm like, God, please, like, hopefully nothing happens to me. Nothing's ever happened to me. Everything has always gone my way. And I think it was because of God. So mm-hmm. I, I do need to do a better job of like recognizing him and mm-hmm. thanking him for what I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I can agree with that. And I could see myself going that route too with it, where it's like, I think about them, I think about it, but I've never practiced it. You know, it's like, I've never, I've never been taught to practice it. So yeah, yeah, we definitely want to get more involved in that church life and religious life. I don't know if it's going to be to like a create an extreme extent. But it's going to be yeah. prevalent in my life and in, in our kids' life for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I think also too when you see your kids, you're like, dang, like again, couldn't do it without God because <laughs> there's a you know I don't get into it, but there's a million different things that could happen. Yeah, and for my kids to all come out healthy, no problems. Yeah, no nothing. I'm like, thank you, God, because yeah. that's again, that's I'm not in control of that. Right, I can't do anything. Right, if something happens. Yeah. It's God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it is what it is. So I could only ask for like, please let, you know, my wife and kids and everyone be healthy, blah, 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 blah. When, you know, especially before they're born and all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, it's going to be a big year. I honestly think it's going to be a great year. You know, I think that yeah. there's a lot of positive things that are happening. I think there's a lot of opportunity in this market for, 
you know, real estate investors for, you know, opportunities that we may not even know about yet from being a part of great networks and social, you know, being a part of great people's lives. You know, I, like, like we said, look, look what's happened with us over the last couple of years, being a part of everyone's lives and yeah. educating and the opportunities that are coming about and the friendships that are made and, yeah. the, you know, just the overall impact that that's being made. I just feel like it's going to be a great year for those who are, you know, stepping their game up and living that same lifestyle. hundred percent. So if you're listening to it, listening to this, make sure you don't underestimate what you could do in one year. Uh, thank you for listening to the wealthy investor podcast. Make sure to follow Landon. What's your Instagram? Follow us at the Boakley brothers, the Boakley brothers, and make sure to follow me at the Brian Davila. We appreciate you guys. Peace. Thanks guys.